Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. You can feel whatever the you end, want. You can use end the of word season cop out. End of season welcome one. here. So just killing off Kilgrave? Just kill, yeah, just like that. Killing Grave? Killing Grave. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? <laughs> Welcome to Nerd on the podcast you didn't need but you deserve. We're all levels of word. Yeah, all levels of words. Keep it in. <laughs> Keeping it in. All, all levels, levels of words. Word. Two dollar words, short words, long words, five dollar words, yes. word, whatever you like. Yeah, but also. Nerd. All level of nerd are welcome. Yeah, as even well. you. Uh, and we are joined by a guest today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Dylan Mora, a nerd with an opinion on the Instagrams, and I am the host of Nerd with Opinion podcast. There we are. Yeah, and um, kind of the business, real quick. This episode is brought to you in part by our patrons over at Patreon. So grateful for you guys. Thank, thank you, you thank for you, thank you. check it out. Being on board, um, join the club. I'm Josh. If you're new to the show. I'm Tom, Corey, Ali, and yeah, we are Nerd On, and like uh, Corey said, we have a guest, which is fun, mm -hmm. um, oh, Dylan yeah. from Nerd with an Opinion, so I thought we'd start at the logical place and ask you about what you do. Yeah, tell, tell us about, about yourself, yourself, man. Well, to clear the air, I think a lot of people find it confusing that I refer to myself as the Nerd with an Opinion, and then there's the Nerd with an Opinion podcast, but you know, it, it, it tends to uh, work itself out, but... Uh, you could say so you're the... Nerd. The nerd with an opinion, and it's spelled the same way. Um, <laughs> the The interesting part is our philosophies uh, between my podcast, your podcast. Uh, it's really similar. Um, I believe everyone's a geek or a nerd in some way or the other, and I love to have people on share their opinions. Um, and I do tend to like to interview, uh, like I did just recently with you guys. Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah, yeah. Check it out. That was fun. And that so you fun. have your podcast, and how long have you been doing that? Uh, it's funny. WonderCon marks the anniversary every single year oh, of awesome. my podcast. Oh, nice. So, yeah, every time it comes around, that means another year. So this is my third year uh, with Nerd With an Opinion podcast. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, any, like, super awesome uh, guests or hosts that you've brought on the show? So far, thing? Yeah. my favorite, um, Us. Chris Gore. <laughs> Chris Gore. Oh, nice. Chris awesome. Gore uh, was, was also. Like? Um, he's exactly how he presents himself on TV. Very busy. Uh, very forward. But honestly, he he he's a really cool dude, but he's just always so moving forward, always on his phone um, mm. because of the fact that he he's has it. he has a lot of stuff going on. And he just huh. kickstarted. But uh, last year he just finished kickstarting. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Film Threat, mm. which was his indie magazine. And that's what his claim to fame is, is what brought him to L.A. And so a lot of that going around asking him about always that project. Okay. Always working. As Andy mm -hmm. Samberg says, never stop, never stopping. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, your podcast, it's it's called Nerd with an Opinion. And so you you interview all sorts of different kinds of it, people. I think the most diverse that I've had, because I used to work for a vape company about five years ago. And so I had um, one of the owners of one of the vape juice manufacturing companies on. Dope. Um, like episode five or something like that. And then... Uh, and then it goes all the way to I'm trying to get these guys on right now who do an indie comic book called Superbud, which is about characters who get 
superpowers from smoking yeah. marijuana. Uh, I need to read that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's very great. diverse uh, on the interview front, and I'm um, getting people on, you know, cosplayers, artists, uh, creatives, you know, all types of people. Do you That's go awesome. over just specifically them or the people you have on, or do you guys over, go over like a topic or something? Or? I normally just focus at first. When I first started the podcast, I thought it was going to be more like segmented show. Mm -hmm. And the longer I had it, the more I figured out that I was better at getting people to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And so I just turned it straight into an interview show eventually. And that's where we're at. And that's where I'm going to keep it. That is a strength to have because I am not that way. I'm not good at interview. I go, what is, do you like it? (laughs) <laughs> and that's my questions I usually and ask. like, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah sure, man. Good. Cool. Every, every time we're like, so we live in LA and there's every once in a while you'll see like a celebrity or something like that and Corey's like, Tom, Tom, go talk to him. It's like, what do you mean me go talk to I'm him? I'm not good at it. I don't like to bother people. And like, that's my thing. Don't flex in front of them or something. You are my density. Yeah. <laughs> and half the time it's like people that he knows more than I do. It's like, I don't know this person. He's like, go, 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 go talk to him. I was like, okay, let's yeah, do this. I shall. And then, yeah, once Tom initiates, I can usually be like, ah, okay. Now I'm the opener. He's the closer. Yeah, exactly. He could do one. I can't do the other. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, And so you started it three years ago. What was the inspiration? Uh, Paper uh, speech that I wrote for uh, my speech class, speech 102 or something like that. And um, it was was a persuasive Mm. uh, speech. And so I wanted to convince everybody in the room that they were a nerd one way or the other. And I got an A. There you go. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. Well, it was a 98%, but whatever. <laughs> That's <laughs> an A+. Plus. Uh, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was the basis uh, towards, because the whole philosophy with nerd opinion is, you know, uh, part the biggest line that I always refer to people is because I'm not a big sports guy, and it always makes it sound like I'm kind of being a, a picking on people who like sports. Um, I always make the comparison. People go, oh, well, why would you spend so much money on, you know, a Comic-Con ticket, you know, $175 plus, you know, all the fees, and then you're dressing up like Batman. And, well, don't you have season tickets, you know? And don't you put on your favorite, you know, hero from the team's jersey every time you go? And, and they go, oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then it clicks instantly, you know? I and, like that a lot. I'm going to start. I'm well, gonna I mean, that. and there's people like Kevin Smith and Spike Lee who, like, love sports and make yeah. it well known that they love sports. But it coexists, and they yeah. work with each yeah. other. I think there's a big spectrum of nerd. Yeah. And the funny part is, you look at Shaq, yeah. Man of Steel, and he loves Superman. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld loves Superman. <laughs> he does love Superman, in That's fact. That's awesome. There you go. Everyone's you got men- something. You were mentioning the other night, um, Stephen Colbert. Was- oh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Lord of the yeah. Rings. It's ridiculous. He has challenged, or people have challenged him. He's almost memorized, like, the behind-the-scenes of making of the book. Like, that's, like, he knows everything about it. Yeah. He wants to be insane. an elf. On the Graham Norton show, Tom Hanks uh, went against Simon Pegg in a Star Trek uh, trivia, and oh, Vin man. Diesel wrote has written D&D uh, plots. Yep. Um, and and Henry's based on it. Yeah. And yeah. Henry Cavill, uh, when he was getting his call for Man of Steel, he was playing World of Warcraft. He was playing World of Warcraft and yeah. missed the call. Yeah. He missed the call. <laughs> he missed the call. Because he was doing a raid. And I was like, World respect. <laughs> respect. Uh, Cara Delevingne is a huge uh, Call of Duty and a uh, Grand Theft Auto player. Yeah. It's oh, everyone's man. got something. I mean, it doesn't always have to be that either. I always mention a couple of my friends where they're like, I don't nerd out about anything. And I was like, well, what's something you get excited about? And they're yeah. like, you know, novels. And I go, yeah. great. That's there. There it is, right there. Like, yeah. do you go out to bookstores and get super excited that your new book came out? Yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So everybody's a nerd about something, about something, but what are you a nerd about? Exactly. The most interesting thing that I've had someone tell me that they were just super into was like baking. 
Yeah. They, they didn't go to school for yeah. it, but they like, they'll like, as soon as somebody wants to like, they're like, hey, you guys got any recipes for cookies? Fuck those cookies. I got these, you know, these <laughs> things, you know, like I got this thing, you know, we don't do cupcakes over here. Well, I got cookies it, for you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> cook it right here. You know, and, I, and they're super into it. They actually have a, a bakery um, called uh, Needy Bakery. It's called uh, Dessert Bars for the Stars. Shout out nice. to Needy. It's, they're, they're awesome. They're so, they have, uh, so like the, they have, everything's clever. Like the brownies, Robert Brownie Juniors. Oh my God, Corey is gonna. <laughs> this love is my this dream. Amazing. We have to go. We have to go now. Dude, Rice Crispin Glovers. Oh. My God. <laughs> okay, can I can I can I put, throw one out there for him? Cinnabon Jovi. Oh, dude, you gotta have, you're gonna have to hit them up. They're fantastic. Why, you walk in there and it's I just will. right there, Cinnabon and, Jovi. And they have like, a great story on how they started the bakery. They were both they both lived in L.A. These two girls, they and they and they call themselves the two baked girls. That's yeah. awesome. And um, of the, the, they, they quit their job about two years ago and got a loan from their parents to start this company. And they've been paying for their lives through the bakery since they started. And they do they do Hollywood events. They do all types of stuff. And I have so much respect for these girls for for dropping everything that they were doing and starting this company. And that's something that that's you learn from, it's from the dream. doing the interview it's with work. them. That's gangster. Um, Literally the American dream. Now, uh, kind of before we started, we had kind of gotten to talking about how you're also really into uh, film and the film oh, industry yeah. as well. What kind of spurred that on? Um, I think growing up, uh, honestly, my favorite movie that I can remember and being enamored with is Back to the Future. Yes. And knowing that it wasn't real, but, <laughs> spoiler, it's not real. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, you right. shut up now. I know, Get out no, of here. I, thought, I, did I not have know a DeLorean. This. I drove it here. Um, <laughs> it, knowing that it wasn't real, but that somebody was able to write something so magical and, and sh shoot it in such a fantastic way that you thought for the hour and a half that each movie runs that you think it's real. I was yeah. like, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. It's magic. Yeah. You literally mm -hmm. create movie magic. Yeah. yeah. For doing that for somebody and creating art that does something for the world or people around you, it's, mm -hmm. it's wonderful. Yeah. And Max is really good at we're that. We're all film <laughs> yeah. fanatics yeah. here. Tom and I also create, and you also create film as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what are you studying right now? Right now, I'm major, I major in production. Um, and I really want to be a producer because they're the unsung heroes mm -hmm. of of. The yeah. whole scenario, yeah. The yeah, the producers are. I feel like they're kind of like almost like they're uh, like a part of the heart. They're yeah. pumping the blood, and the PAs really are like the live stream. Like they're the ones that are getting the coffees and doing the runs. Or the first ones on set, last ones off set, and they're the ones like you know, like hey, you're gonna fill in for grip. Hey, you're gonna fill in for AC today. Hey, you gotta be with the key PA, uh, key uh, grip. You gotta be with the the second AD. You gotta be with the first. And it's like the things that a PA has to be able to juggle. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you'll have drivers and stuff, but sometimes they have to be the driver. Yep. Sometimes mm -hmm. they have to be there for the director's assistant to do something for the director's assistant for the director. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of unknown, unknown unsung, unsung heroes. heroes. Yeah. Definitely. The food guy. The, the, the food crafty. Food. The crafting Craft dude. services. Jeremy from level. Crafty. Mm -hmm. Killing it <laughs> with that mac and cheese. Killing it. Mm, mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. So... Shall we move on to our topic? We could go yeah. on our topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. So today we are talking about Jessica Jones. Yeah, you speak on, Jessica Bones. Uh, Jessica yeah. Bones on uh, Netflix. Yeah, you speak uh, it's Jones. got two seasons right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's uh, probably my favorite of the Netflix oh, really? series, actually. Yeah. It's uh, my second favorite. I, I will, I'll throw it out there. I haven't watched all of Punisher yet. I just started it. It's pretty so darn as good. Of right now, what I've seen, it's the uh, the one I've gotten through the most of. Uh, a little bit of a comic book background. It's a relatively new uh, 
like standalone title um, created by Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Fucking amazing dude. When did it come out? Uh, I think like 2011. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. 2001. It's pretty, it's pretty new. Game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it actually started out, uh, Jessica Jones, the character started out as like a more of a side character to uh, Jessica Drew, who is also known as Spider-Woman um, during mm-hmm. uh, the comic book run Alias. And it wasn't until later on that uh, Jessica Jones had such a different vibe uh, comparatively to Jessica Drew because they're just different characters even though they, have, they share the first name. Um Oh, it right. says that she first appeared in Alias number one in mm. 2001. Um, but then now is become like a household product because of the Netflix series and popularity. Now she has her own comic book series. And she's actually a really kind of dope character once you kind of go into more intricacies. Doesn't and, she have background like being a part of like a side crew of the Avengers? Yeah. So, I mean, she was been, she's been recruited by the Avengers before and she's turned that down. And, you know, in we'll go about it in, in the episode talking about where this episode's mere is going to talk strictly based on like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the yeah. Netflix series, but it's kind of cool oh, seeing real quick, some liberties. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. yeah. There yeah, spoilers. are probably going to be some spoilers because we probably were going to talk specific scenes. From uh, season and, one, Defenders, and season two. Yeah. yeah. So pause the episode. Go home, watch it, watch uh, take, take about 28 <laughs> hours, 28 hours, 28 hours. hours. Yeah. Uh, to do that. And leave, then, the, leave the Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Press play now. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry, Tom. I just want to make sure we got that in there. So, I mean, yeah, the, the series takes a lot of different liberties. And I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the TV series is just huge. I always say this word wrong, amalgamation. Yeah, that was right. No, that was good. Right. Good job. Uh, good amalgamation word. is weird, kind of like Ultimate Universe, but also like the actual 616. All levels of word are welcome. <laughs> like I said. Uh, so it's it's a little interesting to see that. But I mean, I, I'm I'm ready to go into the TV series and we can go back and forth between the comic books and that. Okay, yeah. cool. So uh, first time watching it. What was, yeah, uh, initial reactions. Yeah. I, um, I'm coming from a place where, wasn't Daredevil? Daredevil was the first, right? Yes. Yeah, on Daredevil was the first on Netflix. I love Daredevil. Oh Still my, my favorite. It's so good. Um, especially season one. To, to me, I, I just loved every little bit of season one. It was huge because it was also going to be like, uh, the main headliner was like Drew Goddard who did uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, and I mean, film people like Andrew, uh, John Luke Goddard are like, oh, Goddard, but it's a different person. Right. Um, so. Um, and, I, and, and was Jessica Jones the second thing? Uh yes yes yeah it was Daredevil so, Jessica Jones Luke so it was Cage. A, so I was in a yeah before Luke Cage so this this was Iron like fist. Uh, Iron Fist yeah before yeah <laughs> let's, let's just say yeah uh, but Jessica Jones coming off of Netflix I was very much excited for it you know it looked really cool I'm a huge fan of Kristen Ritter mm-hmm. um, and I I really liked the first season it was really good um, I enjoyed Kilgrave <sighs> yeah because David Tennant all, all, all day all day so you know I ate it up you know. Admittedly, the end of the season of the first season was a little like I don't want I don't go as far as saying like it was a cop out, but like you can say that if it, you feel like it. It kind of was, you know, the, okay. way, the way it ended. But you can feel whatever the you end, want. You can use the word season cop out. End of season one. So just killing off Kilgrave. Just kill, yeah, just like that. Killing grave. Killing <laughs> grave. <laughs> killing then there's a grave in such a kind of like in the Man of Steel way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no CGI mouth. So clever way. Okay. No. No CGI mustache um, removal. No CGI mustache removal. Okay. Damn. So <laughs> they did not have to remove Chris and Ritter's mustache. Yeah. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. I'm doing the predator way. Dylan. You, you know, <laughs> it's funny because you guys are all saying I like you know how, what things you do like. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Chris and Ritter. Mm-hmm. There it is. Wait you on. Know, Wow, this just got really Let's talk about really it. Awkward. I know, guys. <laughs> leave. Get out. Yeah. Well, um, she, this is her coming off of uh, uh, 
something about the bee in Apartment 23, whatever that yeah. show was. I think she was on Breaking Bad after that. Yeah, right? was she, she was. Breaking Bad after she that? She was okay. uh, Jesse's girlfriend for like mm-hmm. a season. And that's when I was really first introduced to her. Mm-hmm. And then seeing that she was on that, uh, what is it, Room yeah. B? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. wearing a, a whipped cream bikini or some nonsense. Right. You know, yeah. So I was interested Very in that. Very different. Um, I like that. <laughs> uh, clearly. But um, she always plays... I didn't really see too much of, of the other show, but I saw all of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and she seems to play the same kind of bitchy, kind of like just upfront character. You know it where, all, cold. Yeah, and it's easy to get tired of that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I associate her with Jesse's girlfriend, Yeah, you know, in Breaking Bad. And a lot of people have said, and I'm not that dark, but they're like, oh, my favorite part. I love Kristen Ritter. Oh, yeah, yeah, in Breaking Bad. I love her because she dies. <laughs> <'Cause> she, <laughs> <she's>, <laughs> you know? Spoilers for Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah, oh, Breaking Bad spoiler, sorry. But um, it's 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get with it, bro. She's not, she's not an integral That was part before. Of the show. Uh, we can apartment. pause now, go watch Breaking Bad, and then yeah, and come back and, and let we're us back. know what you think. <laughs> yeah, the episode arc that she's in, or four episodes, so you'll, yeah. you won't miss too much. But uh, in terms of the whole the whole series of Jessica Jones, the first season, as soon as David Tennant showed up, I was like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Because you don't normally get to see David Tennant mm-hmm. being the bad oh, guy. Yeah. If you watch Broadchurch, spoilers. Oh, my God. So good. He's 50-50 because mm-hmm. he's a the disturbed cop. You know, he's... he's or he's you know a caring dickhead. Or yeah. you know him as the best doctor in Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this is the second doctor that's been a Marvel villain. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Eccleston. Yeah. 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 And um, going along with so was the, it was some of the like the first time that you were watching your initial reactions was it just like okay I'm just gonna get through this I just uh, I'm just gonna watch it so I'm so the because the I'm Netflix the Marvels uh, shows are kind of it's okay now it's this is taking place now this is taking place but it's on Luke Cage or it's on Defenders or right. whatever and so it kind of fills in so it's like okay I guess I gotta watch this or was it. I watched the first five episodes, binged them, and then was like, the shit sucks. And mm. then didn't go and watch it, the rest of it, until they announced when the release date of Jessica Jones' second season was. So then I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And then got all the way through, and once it starts picking up later on, uh, every episode kind of has a lot of up and downs. Mm-hmm. And I was not a big fan. They didn't give you a lot of backstory for her. You know, not, yeah. not a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. You just know because they're all tied in. You're like, they're making all these comments and stuff like, oh, you were you there for the event or this and that, you yeah. know, and it it, it, it gets there, yeah. but it still leaves me with uh, a flavor in my mouth that's not palatable. So it still leaves you something wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. And everything, including and, the ending. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. And I think, um, and, and I want to definitely expand on this a little bit later, but um, watching or trying to watch The Defenders kind of to me it pointed out some of those a lot of those issues a lot more mm-hmm. um that i had with the show but you know hadn't you know was was kind of you know cloud you know clouded by the actual plot of the first season right um but just getting like you know her jessica jones basically herself like just the character in a in a show where you know, she doesn't belong in and, and yep. doesn't contribute anything to, in my opinion. Um, it was, it, it was, yeah. And defenders, yeah. it was really easy to see that. Um, yeah. The like disconnect her, her flaws, like her character flaws and stuff like that. Yeah. Corey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, like I said, it's one of the, my favorite Marvel TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I again, watched daredevil first and mm-hmm. I really liked that. Uh, and the second season for me kind of, fell apart 
um, I I ended up after the the stairway scene, which I still think is one of the one of the greater oh, yeah. uh, TV feats uh, alongside the True Detective one cut, uh, one <clears throat> shot. Um, I I I'm on the uh, kind of on the same spectrum of Kristen Ritter hasn't been one of my favorites in the things that she's been in. Yeah. Except for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really like her in this. And mm-hmm. maybe it's because finally, like you said, that that one note she kind of hits finally found a home mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed her in Breaking Bad, but like you said, it's a very short, quick thing. Yeah. And your attention isn't really on her. It's on Jesse or it's on, you know, Walter White. So for for her to kind of That's finally finally find a home for that, that character that yeah. fit really well, um, I thought was great. You know, I think it's it came at at a time where we do need strong, independent female leads. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, that the scene in the first season where she lifts the car up to get the subpoena of the guy, I loved that. Yeah. I, I love yeah. stuff like that. So um, for me, it was that uh, Kilgrave, I fucking love Day of Tenet. Like, I haven't yeah. watched Doctor Who, the last shout out to Netta, because she gives me shit for this all, all shout the time. Shout out to Netta. I used to watch Doctor Who all the way through. And then when I found out, David Tennant's last two episodes were coming up. I still haven't watched them because I don't want to. You don't want to because it hasn't happened yet. yet. It hasn't happened yet. He's still the doctor. <laughs> In so your like, mind, you're in denial. You know, so. I've seen his his Hamlet, uh, which was on Netflix oh for a God, while, so and good. he was great. Um, I, I'm just a big fan. I'm a big fan of his stuff. So for me, I I've kind of put him up there with Loki as far as like Marvel's villains. Yeah. And I was really sad that it's like they're like we're not going to do any more with him. He could have been the Loki of the TV. Uh, they didn't. I honestly don't think they needed to end it. And I know he. I mean, we've already said spoilers. Kind of like you said, Arkham Asylums, where he's like, Comes quote unquote, back. back. But like, it's really like a demon from her past in a sense. Yeah. yeah. With the, second, yeah. the second season, he's like, just haunting her, as the critics would say. Yeah. But I thought he was such an interesting character that they could have spent a whole nother season on him. Mm-hmm. He was so OP though, man. I know, <laughs> but like, well, I mean, anyone that del- d- does stuff to your mind. So I mean, like Shadow King and like you know uh, Xavier's, yeah. all those kind of people are like, are yeah. But they found OP. a way to do it. I don't know if I mean I don't want to spoil anything for Legion, but like, yeah, they found a way to deal with it in Legion. Like, if if your character's too OP, then don't play your hand that early, yeah. or like yeah. maybe don't introduce yeah. him till towards the end of season one, so he can be the arc for season two because. You have this thing, I, I kind of attribute it to, if you're familiar with Romeo and Juliet, you kill off Mercutio halfway through the show because he's too interesting. If yeah. Mercutio makes it to the end, the weight of Romeo and Juliet not working out, you're like, well, at least Mercutio's around. He's dope as shit. <laughs> yeah. You have to kill him off because like, he's way too interesting and people are going to start caring about that character it's more. It's going to be Kilgrave season two. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, I, I wish they had written it in well, a way where they, they had like a slow release of him instead of being like, this is what you're dealing with in season one. You invested this, more in justice. That's what happened with Punisher. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what happened with Punisher. Like, so that's, that's my, my whole thing. I, Defenders, I... And maybe we'll get into we'll get into Kwame Combs a little later. Uh, but Defenders, I couldn't, I couldn't, I really tried. I yeah, really tried to watch that show. And it's only what four episodes? It's eight. <laughs> I'm on the last one, and I cannot, like, I can't start the. Do you want to know how many I got through? One, half. Wow, half of one. That's where I, that's where I was. I was half of one before. Like, I was like, okay, Jessica Jones season two is coming out. It might matter. So let me just. We'll, we'll get try into to the get Kwame Combs. That's my first impression. I, of I think Jones. something that's funny is that. All the Marvel TV shows marketing is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It gets you so hyped Great. to watch it, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, "Oh, this is this is gonna be, this is gonna be, be good, season. baby!" You know, they got that one rock song from the '80s that every other Marvel <laughs> TV movie's doing now, and they're playing it through that. I was like, "I'm I'm about I'm about to watch it." 
Um, my initial reactions for watching Jessica Jones, um, I I personally like Kristen Ritter a lot, and I'm going to be the odd man out, and I have not watched anything David Tennant. Absolutely that's, nothing. That's 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 okay. okay. That's your mistake. Well, the funny thing is kind of like he <laughs> was he was the, he was the last of my priority to watch the show, okay. and he still is my last of my priority. Yeah, I'm not a Doctor Who Who fan, yeah. but I've. I've watched a lot, of, like uh, Dylan mentioned, Broadchurch. It is one of the best television sh- series out there. It's, it's a one British... of the best shows I've probably ever watched in my life. And David Tennant is an amazing character. He's the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, he and another um, and a lady, they play off of each other so well. But he really is. He's this caring dickhead. Mm-hmm. That he's just like you. Just love him because he does care about everybody, yeah. but he does it in a dickish way. And he just David Tennant has it's this accent, team. like his his accent. Is just it's un- unlike anything. So I just like listening to him. Is it talk. his natural Scottish accent? Yeah. Yes. Um, the only time I've watched David Tennant is actually in this one indie movie that was on Netflix, and it, that was it. Um, but other than that, I was kind of like, okay, cool, whatever. But I was, you know, I'm I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm a comic book fiend. I have another comic book podcast, and so for me, like watching Marvel's TV shows comparatively, and I've loved CW's comic book shows. Yeah. And you know, you could say they're corny or they're lower production values, but. Um, it's it's a hero story. It's a hero's journey. And the thing that I liked a lot about Kristen Ritter's take on Jessica Jones and just Jessica Jones' character in, in itself, the reason why you like Tony Stark more than you like Captain America is because Captain America has to be moral and he makes selfless decisions, while Tony Stark has that possibility of being selfish. And yeah. Jessica yeah. Jones doesn't have to be the righteous moral hero. She gets to be herself in a world where everyone is expecting her to be a hero, and she is doing everything to try not to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she is... Uh, like uh, Corey has said before, uh, in the Toby McCryer way, um, it, he's a character, <laughs> or she's a character that is forced to be a hero because these things are impacting her actual life. Not because like there's there's something going on over there. I'm going to involve myself over there for no yeah. damn reason. It's like no, this is my life, and people are getting sucked into the whirlpool that is the shitty like abusive relationship that I have with Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I found that this show really tries to be character-focused. And that was the one thing, uh, comparatively to Daredevil, that I did not like. And so Daredevil is, to me, is the Captain America to Jessica Jones' Tony Stark, where Daredevil, I could give less of a shit about because I could care less of what his... Like, I'm this sad dude that's like, this old man keeps well, beating me with a stick. blind. He's not really blind. And the show does everything it can to be like, he's not actually blind. So let me get this straight. You, you like the less character-drivenness of Daredevil versus no, Jessica I, Jones? No, the other way. Opposite. Other way, opposite. Opposite. I like okay. Jessica Jones more character-driven because Daredevil was more about like, he's this, this, this guardian protector, but he was so so troubled that you care. I cared more about Foggy and I cared more about everyone else other than him because obviously he's going to make the right decision. Obviously he has the tough decisions to make, but Jessica Jones like, she may not make the right decision. Yeah. That's what made Daredevil so good for me, though. Interesting. And that's part of the reason that I like Kevin Smith movies mm-hmm. is because of that writing style, that technique, is that there is a main character, but there's all these other people that you care sometimes more about than the main character. And, and it's funny that you say that because, you know, at first when you're saying like how Kristen Ritter plays off this like kind of one note thing, I think those work best for side characters, right? Yeah. Like the side character is usually like, oh, they're the ones that you love the most, the Marcuccios, right? Yeah. Versus like the the bland audience vessel, which yeah. is the Daredevil was like, that's how I would feel. I'd be conflicted and it's tough. And then the side character gets all the love and joy because they don't have to make the tough decisions. Where Jessica Jones, you put the spotlight on her yeah. and you get to have the fun with that character. So that was yeah. something that I enjoyed way more. Okay. All right. So that was that was mine. It's very uh, Martin McDonough. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah Martin McDonough's that. main characters are usually the comical or vibrant character of the story and yeah. they still have to make those tough decisions. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. And they have the they have the opportunity to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they often well, do. I think that's why like I I think maybe this is also true for you, Corey, why you liked um Jessica Jones season one this is your favorite, but you can't watch Defenders. Yeah. Is well one, it's marred with um other characters that are less than savory. Iron uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm using that. Uh but I think I think like you, you don't get to do that in Defenders. Mm-hmm. In Defenders, yeah. like I've said it before, she's a like every character in that show is a caricature of their own character, mm-hmm. like in their respective shows. Yeah. Um, you can't because you can't spend the time to like investigate, like or, or to, to you know grow those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with Jessica Jones, like I feel like in Defenders, she felt super flat. It was like, yeah, you're angsty. I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, can I get exactly. back to a scene with Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, we, this is not the Defenders episode, but yeah. Right, definitely. right, right. It's but I mean, like, comparatively, yeah. like, you get, in Jessica Jones, the show, you get to have fun with it. You get to develop the character. Yeah. Um, you get to explore why she is that you way. especially get her cheeky one-liners and her sass. Right. Um, my initial reactions, uh, much like uh, Corey was, you know, coming off of Daredevil and then uh, Jessica Jones being uh, next. I I really enjoyed the first season of Jessica Jones. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And when it comes to Kristen Ritter, it's, it's, it's kind of like, this is what I think about the acting world is there are characters. I think you and I were talking about this, Tom. Actors, there are certain actors that just, they play this. Mm. That's what they do. They're typecast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're typecast. But I don't even yeah. know if it's sometimes that where it's like, Maybe they do that kind of character really well. Mm-hmm. Like um, Statham is a transporter. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what <laughs> they do. Uh, John Boyega, I feel like he is the same kind of character. Like watching Pacific Rim recently, I'm like, oh. It's, it's Finn. It's Finn. Uh, you know, it's like a, that's that's what they do. I call it Tracy Morgan. Seth Rogen is Seth, Seth Rogen in this or this. And it's and like Nicholas they, Cage. They, yeah. Yep, forever. Nicholas, forever. So they play this <laughs> certain Nicholas kind Cage of character. crazy. Forever. And so, and that's why people go, oh, you know what? I'd really, you know who we should have play this? We should have that person play it because that's just what they do. And they will fit into this. People like watching this. them do that. Yeah. And so watching her, it wasn't too much of a problem with me because okay. I, I can see that too, where it's like, okay, she just always just plays this bitchy, angsty person. Yeah. And it's like, well, if Jessica Jones is bitchy angsty, why don't we get the best of the best? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But so watching the first season, I was like, okay, I'm onto this. I, I like this. It, it, I feel like the Netflix shows, it takes a couple of episodes. I think that they're not all right off the bat fucking awesome. And so the first season and the second, well, let me get to the second season in just a second. But first season, I loved it. I loved watching everything with Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and I really did like it. Second season, not so much. I that was a forcer. I had to just like, okay, I'm gonna watch it because it might have to do with something later on in the Marvel TV universe. Mm-hmm. I, so we can move on to the the synopsis right after this because I just feel like this isn't. I would want to do a Marvel Netflix episode. Yeah. Because there's a there's a fundamentally flawed formula for how these shows go yeah. that by episode eight, when your attention span is just drawn out, because yeah. again, they release it all at once. Right. So it's, it's, it's catered to you in a binge style, but then yeah. by episode eight, they throw in some stupid C plot Z plot of like their past, yeah. which tries to reinvigorate you into their subplot, their subtextual thing of like what's actually happening. 
And it's it's the toughest thing because you you will have these commas at like episode three or episode six, episode like nine, where you're like, what is happening? Like they're why, starting to why try to not... develop the next season. Like Trish is starting to become Hellcat, when yeah. I understand. So yeah. they're starting to try to be like, ooh. Ooh, here are these little Easter here are these little things but then you kind of lose sight of the primary focus of like yeah. what the hell like the actual intention of the goals and the characters are supposed to be going towards like Daredevil season 2 had way too much going on for it it, it was segmented like, like the first four, yeah, five episodes yeah. were Punisher busy. then after that it was just uh, Elektra then after that it was mm-hmm. The Hand it's like we'll pick one like yeah. Or, yeah. or weave it together better yeah but it's it's just the way that the, they handle the shows but let's go into synopsis yeah. of the show yeah, yeah. Brief synopsis. Brief synopsis. So, I mean, I'd say overall, the the show, the two shows, not counting Defenders, I'd say Jessica Jones, her story in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a story of abusive relationships. Everyone is going through abusive relationships with one thing or another. Um, season one, I was saying like three sentences. Uh, yeah. You get Jessica Jones and she used to be a hero and now she's not. She's with an adoptive family and her best friend's Trish with a druggie down the, down the hall from her apartment. Um, and she's reeling from a past relationship from a guy named Kilgrave. And throughout the entire season, she's trying to find a way to stop him from killing other people. And she finds out more about her past and how she got her powers and that how he manipulated her. Kills her she kills him and that's done. She's now a hero. Defenders happens. There's an event. Nothing really happens in there. Uh, season two, um, coming off the fact that she's quote unquote hero that kills people, vigilante, uh, new superintendent in the apartment. Her life is kind of turned upside down because people know about her and alias investigations is kind of becoming a bigger thing. She runs through competitive uh, investigation firms. Yeah. Um, but Trish is starting to uh, reopen up some tumultuous relationship with her. They go a little bit about the past of those two. Um, and she ends up finding out that IGH, this company who experimented on people, gave people powers. Um, gave her powers and then comes revealing that Carl Malice, one of the series antagonists, chaotic neutral, I don't know, um, ha- actually had been saving and taking care of her mom, uh, Jessica Jones' mom, and Jessica Jones' mom, who is stronger but more. Well, rage. she also thought her parents were dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's one big reveal. Like she has, she has these like boxes of the ashes, ashes. that she thinks is her family, and then she finds out that her mom been- is alive. Um, doing okay. It's doing okay. Season two. I'd say okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. She's Breaking trucking. eggs. You know, I don't, I don't know if she's doing okay. She can't even make fucking breakfast. Season two really tries to dive into the origin of her and kind of tries to di- dive into the relationships between Jessica and her sister, her adoptive mother. Her, her mother. psyche, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's something, again, like we've talked about, which is usually a strength of a season two or a second movie of where you can dev- de- like develop the character a little bit more. This season tried to go into her past so you can kind of give more understanding of why there's method to her madness. Um, all relationships are strained amongst around because of the idea of powered people around. Ends with um, Trish and Jessica not trusting each other uh, because Trish now wants to have powers. And then at the very end, Trish ends up killing uh, Inez, or Alyssa. Trish doesn't is, want power. She just wants to do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there is this tough battle that Jessica goes through where she is trying to understand where her family ties are. And she wants to be the saving grace for her mother, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. But at the very end, she real- she knows that she's this uncaged animal and kind of like a Hulk where it's like you either kill her or that's it. So either one of us dies tonight. Yeah. And it ends. <clears throat> okay. So that's the that was brief. brief. That was good. Yeah, that was good. You, you're getting like better that. at this. I'm getting do stronger. You wanna, do you also want to kind of maybe have like a brief 
touch on the this car- versus the source comic? material. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so in and that's why I say the Marvel universe cinematically is so everyone's like, oh, that's the perfect way. I'm like, no, you. There's many universes, <laughs> there's many runs, there's many iterations and reboots. There's all, I'd say the Marvel can Cinematic I, Universe. Can I just stop you real quick so yeah. I can fill in Dylan a little bit? Yeah. So we've talked, of course, about um, comic book movies before. Yeah, and a- something that we bring up um, that I love that Ollie came up with first <laughs> is that it's hard to, not hard to compare comic book source uh, material or movies that are based on comic book source material. It's just like there are different runs. He has said that these movies are runs of the story. So this is, this is Netflix, Marvel cinema. um, It's their run. It's their run run of this. So I just want to explain what you just said. Yeah. And it it always like kills me or stabs me a little bit when I hear other like fanboys be like, this is not right. Or this is perfect. Like, Shut it's up. Like, would you it's say that about Ultimate versus Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, it's no, like, it's like shut up. Just let it run. Just let it be. Just let it be. And so, again, the differences between the comic book and this one, like, Jessica Jones is actually supposed to be closer to the same age as Peter Parker. Okay. Um, They're, like, in the same high school. And the... Which is funny, because I, I love how it's kind of like uh, the big MacGuffin. Uh, the chemicals, actually, that affected Daredevil gave him his vision thing. It's the same chemicals that gave Jessica Jones her powers. And it's the same chemicals that gave the Ninja Turtles their powers. Yep. Uh, and that was made purely because of a parody. Um, but yeah, so she goes into a coma for 20 days. They got that number right. And then she comes back. And then, well, the funny thing is that she ooze. she had this crazy crush on <laughs> Peter Parker. And then years later, when they finally get revealed their identity, and she's been a hero, and he's been Spider-Man for all this time, like, she tells him, like, I had this crush on you. She's like, oh, I never knew you. Like, you were just coma girl. Oh. And, oh. and, that's, and that's the thing about Peter Parker. He's kind of he doesn't know what to say sometimes because he's he's young. He's growing up. Because he's a dick. No, not Andrew Garfield. <laughs> not Andrew Garfield. a bit of a dick. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> he just called her coma girl. Because he was in high school. <laughs> Everyone was, was doing it. Everyone school. was doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, she ends up developing a relationship with Luke Cage um, and ends up being pregnant and having a child. And they end up having like a lasting relationship. She has relationships with everyone, which is the you know kind of common when you have fictional characters. They all intermingle. Yeah. I mean, look at Greek mythology. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Um, yeah. Well, multiple times she's had run-ins with Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Uh, Carol Danvers, uh, Brie Larson. I love you. Uh, shout out to Brie Larson. Um, <laughs> days for days. And uh, multiple times she's been recruited to, to, to the Avengers, and she usually declines because she wants to just protect her family. And that's why I kind of like that Jessica Jones in the TV series is very like, I'm not a hero. I don't want to be a hero. Like, also, this is not your life. I don't want to include you. Get out of it. Like, that's how she kind of is. Like She's very just like, I need to do everything to protect my daughter. I need yeah. to do everything to protect my family, my, my you know, Luke She just has a moral compass. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. necessarily want to be a hero. Um, she just has powers and likes to do good when yeah. she can. And um, drink a shitload of whiskey. Tons of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. My God. Kilgrave does play a big uh, prominent role in her her arc, her story. Yeah. It's like it, it would be like a, a Jason Todd. It, it, there is an arc you have to have in, in her storyline. And the way that she overcomes it, she actually ends up going with Jean Grey, and they end up creating mental barriers, same way kind of like they did in X-Men 3, me- mental barriers, so she can actually combat Kilgrave without being mind-controlled. So, there, the, And that's the, that's the thing that the comic books will always have a strength over any type of movie, but uh, a game, gaming uh, will actually can can rival it where you can include characters that you don't know everything about. Yeah. And colorful characters that you want to know their stories about. Films, you have to go through the the motions and struggles of like, here's their origin story. Here's the blah, yeah. blah, But like in comic books and games, it's like, there's a character. They're cool. They have yeah. a thing. You you just instantly just accept that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I mean, those are kind of... The change <laughs> for Kilgrave is that in the comics, he's actually 
Purple. purple. He's actually a purple He's man. A purple person. <laughs> yeah. Purple Who, Kilgrave? Zebediah. Yeah. And that's why they bring that purple. But that can't, that, that whole purple uh, tone, the coloring, um, that comes up a little bit in season two as well. It it's yeah. become the aesthetic for Jessica Jones. Yeah, I would yeah. assume. Like, you know, Daredevil's red and Luke Cage is orange and yellow and then uh, Iron Fist is like greenish and yellow. Um, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the different, diff- uh, major differences. And Jessica Jones, again, is relatively a newer comic book character, yeah. which is yeah. really awesome that, you know, it's like... It's only like, it's less than 20 years old. So yeah. in comic book world, that it's is... huge. It's brain spanking new. It's yeah. a baby. It's Just Spawns. Yeah. Just like Spawns. Spawns not that old either. No. Yeah. When did Guardians come out? Uh... Guardians was around <laughs> way early. Where? Not and this iteration is the is the, the latest second iteration. It had to have been at a certain point to be able to reference Alyssa Milano. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me. See. I'll I'll look it up. But does anyone want to start to go around and say their favorite moments, maybe from Jessica Jones? Sure, I'll start. Anytime Kilgrave is now. <laughs> That's pretty much my favorite moment. Well, I mean, I just I like why I say that is because of the way he is. His maniacal. Again, he gets to have fun being the the villain. I oh, mean, and David Tennant is having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool to see that. And it reminds me of um, Sherlock mm. um, Moriarty. Moriarty. That guy looks like he's having a fucking good time being the bad guy. In the name of just chaos. In the name of just watching the world burn. And with David Tennant, I personally think that it takes more work to be a bad guy as an actor only because you have to draw your moral compass because a bad guy thinks that they're doing the right thing. A bad guy that thinks they're, they're a not bad the bad guy, guy, guy is not a good bad guy. Yeah, they're they're the, they're doing the right thing. The Magnetos, the uh the Doctor Dooms are the best kind of villains. Yeah, and so it's fun to it's fun to watch him play. I really do enjoy um the cheeky quips from mm-hmm. um Jessica Jones. I mean well, they, I'm not they rude, have good but, chemistry is the thing. Yeah. It's not a one-sided, like, That's, Kilgrave yeah. takes the cake. Like, without the chemistry with K- Kristen Ritter, it would make sense. It would it, it could be taken away from the performance. They, yeah. they feed off each other. Like you were saying, uh, you know, before we start recording, acting is is not just, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's like, let me give, you give as, you get as much as you give to the other actor. Yeah. And they, they were really in it together. Yeah. And so I, I, I really, I liked those scenes. It was fun. Um, I think, um, and I'm sad, and I'll be completely honest, because I haven't seen all of the episodes, and I've seen, like, spotted episodes, and I did a lot of research on what happens in yeah. season two. Um, and um, from what I've seen, the the little bit that I did see, I think I really enjoyed um, Trisha's character, mm. um, Rachel Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she uh, did a really good job. I, I, uh, I fell in love with Rachel Taylor. It was... <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word. And I'm curious to see, I guess it's not really like a favorite moment, but it's more like a favorite kind of series of moments that yeah. leads up to like the finale or whatever. Um, but just seeing her character like transform not or like go on a journey this year. Yeah. I would yeah. say she had the Phoenix kind of journey. She destroyed yeah. herself. But it was like organic and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a twist yeah. or something lame. Like she, like she quote unquote earned. Yeah. She was dynamic as shit. Yeah. (laughs) And I just really liked her performance in both seasons. And yeah. 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 What's the neighbor's name? The guy. Malcolm. That's right. Malcolm's, uh, because he's relatable. He's the most relatable character in the show Um, to me. Uh, not that I can relate to being an addict because never, never been there, done that yet. Um, Yes. But yes. uh, yes, (laughs) There's always room for air. But, um, 
I would say that he's my favorite character in the moments that because he knows he knows how to like tie everything together and he really wants to help. And Jessica's not one to take help. The only person she's willing to take help from is hardly Luke and yeah. mainly Trish. Mm. And so he sticks around, and just keeps taking and her. And that's barely. Her, she barely accepts help from, yeah. from those Trish. people that yeah. she will. And but then she lets him in. And and she, you know, she she acts he's she even says in the second season, um, my brother would have been your age. Mm. Yeah. And then they kind of have that bickering and banter back and I forth that. in that degree. And I like that they have a character that tries to level her out, but doesn't let her. But now he's starting to adapt some of the things that Jessica, her mentality and the way she lives. Yeah. And so now it's changing him. So he went from being this really helpful guy and and willing to lay down on the line for anybody. Yeah. And then now it's going into uh the other direction where now it's all about I him gotta take care of myself and how far he can get. Yeah. 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 And so that's interesting to me because I'm more excited in this in the second season about the sub characters than I was originally. It was all about Jess. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's why I think the second season is better. Mm-hmm. And I'm more interested. Okay. I dig that. You know what? I didn't look at it that way. Uh, and maybe that's let, let us learn you some. Let, let, yeah, let me let me. I, I may go back and and rewatch the the season two stuff with that kind of mentality yeah, on. Same. Uh, because I really like that that way of thinking. That it, it's it's now a time to explore the sub characters and how just uh, is affecting them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like the first season we've learned who she is, what she's about, all that kind of stuff. Where she she kind of came from with her insecurities and like not wanting to let people help her. Uh, but now we're kind of seeing the ripple of that with, yeah. with these sub characters. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna have to go back and, and watch, rewatch it with that mentality. I love that. Um, so I've seen every episode except the last 30 minutes of the last episode, <laughs> but this entire season, she didn't fly. And the thing about Jewel, her superhero alter yeah. ego, yeah. um, is that she had limited flight and so limited are you talking favorite moments yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and she had limited invulnerability. Like, Right. And so my fa- the I will go to the same thing. It's like my favorite parts were in season two and specifically it was the episode where it goes into, I just talked crap about this too, about like how it has a flashback of something, but it showed the relationship between Jessica and Trish. Yeah. And it showed how Trish was this patsy patsy and doing drugs and, you know, blowing guys in the bathroom and stuff like that. <laughs> and then Jessica. <laughs> like, I'm 13 inside. He said blowing guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Jessica like falls in love, and that love is taken from her, and it shows why that bond came together. It, and in a weird way, it showed how two broken people came together and tried to make each other whole and try to build themselves up. But yeah, it had the the flaw that they both were looking at each other for something, and then it explodes later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my favorite part, I guess, specifically is just seeing you know and i talked about this a lot is whenever you see character development whenever you get those silent moments alone with that character and you see why they're acting a certain way the method to the madness the madness in their methods the you know their 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 how they respond to different people in the same situations um and i thought this series this season specifically did that so well and yeah. i know specifically since every single episode was directed by a woman filmmaker I know that was a huge focus and that everyone in that season, you know, again, kind of like Corey said, like season one really introduced all the characters, but season two really showed how all these relationships are getting to this place of abuse and it's all destructive. And I think it was beautifully done to show that, that there is a, an empowering strength and resilience in the in the woman's female like spirit. And yep. I was like, yeah. that's something, a strength that 
you can't really do if there's a man behind that lens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what the show does really well, I think, mm-hmm. is is nurture and grow like strong and interesting female characters. Uh-huh. Yeah. All uh, of them that I would marry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of them I would marry. They're all based for days because they're all strong. 100%. Uh, so Kwame Qualms? Kwame Qualms. We kind of went a little bit favorite parts, but that's fine. Oh, do you go to your favorite part, Corey? It's I want to hear you. Tom skipped me. No, that's fine. No, uh, it's a little one. If we're picking specific parts, obviously I liked her chemistry with Kilgrave a lot. Um, I like the way you s- kind of set up the second season. I'm going to go back and watch that. I liked what we talked about earlier, about how the first season was like setting all these ticking time bombs, and season two is watching them all go off. But specific moments is in the first season, she rescues the girl who's under Kilgrave's spell. Mm -hmm. And she's going through all this, like, basically PTSD, having Mm -hmm. to deal with Kilgrave again, but knows that she has to, like, I got to save this girl, reunites her with the family. And as she's, like, as the elevator doors are closing in slow motion, she's having this moment be like, that was too easy. Why was it so easy? Why would he let her go? Why wasn't he there? And she realized too late that, like, oh, shit, he wanted me to bring her here mm-hmm. and reunite her with her parents and she shoots him in the elevator and everything like that. For some reason, that really affected me. Yeah. That watching her kind of be so excited that she beat Kilgrave at something, but realizing that she had actually lost. That he was yeah. like 12 steps ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Not only because you hadn't seen Kilgrave at all yet. You'd seen yeah. flashes. Um, but it kind of tells you everything you need to know about his character before he ever shows up. And I thought that was really uh, well-written. That's my favorite moment. That's good. That's and good scene. And Thank you. <laughs> and Kwame Qualms. Uh, Kwame Qualms. I, I can start since I'm already yeah. talking here. I don't want to skip you. Um, I, I, I said a little earlier in, in the episode, but honestly, uh, playing their hand with Kilgrave in the first season, yeah, I really do think, it's kind of like how I felt about Helia in, in Ragnarok, where they have this great villain... And then they're just like, all right, he's done. Peace. Like, I was like, I, I think there's, you know, the way we, and maybe they will bring him back. You know, comic book characters don't ever really die, quote unquote. Yeah, right. But like, you know, I, I just think <laughs> there was something really interesting to watch about the struggle between the two of them yeah. uh, and their their past. And I thought he was, you know, like I said, he's on par with Loki for me as interesting to watch. Yeah. And I really enjoy the sort of, you know, it's the reason I like Black Panther the most is there's a villain who I can like, I like watching and he's got a good point. Like he's like, and he's got a good body. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and he's got a great bod. No, uh, but that I can, that I enjoy watching the villain. And it's, there's been shows I've watched in the past where the villain shows up and I go, I fucking hate this person. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. But it, he wasn't one of those. So, I, you know, it, you need to have the balance between your hero and villain. It's funny because I think as we got older and we started watching the content as kids and then now becoming older, like the, yeah. the villains we hate are not the ones that are really good at being villains. It's the ones that like we just don't care about. The yeah. villains that we love are like the ones that are great being a villain. Who 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 make a point? Yeah. You know? My Kwame Kwams have like yeah. direct relations to yours. You next, in, yes. And the- have relations? Yes, <laughs> they have they have relations. But... Uh, my Kwame Kwams are with, let's see, let's go back to what you were saying, how they have such great chemistry. David Tennant and Christian Ritter have really great chemistry. My whole reason for stopping watching the show was because they were the only ones that had chemistry, in my opinion, okay. in the show. Because everyone else was just running around. Like the drug addict just seemed like a drug addict. I couldn't see any ties yet. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't see any foreshadowing. I just wasn't, I wasn't getting it. Trish and Trish would just showing up when she needed just when Jessica needed her or when she was concerned about Jessica. She was just some radio show host, you know, 
And so it didn't make any sense. The only thing that was good, that was David Tennant and her relationship. And then Luke Cage, I love Luke Cage. So that was good. But my biggest qualm was he was so OP, so strong character. And she's in, and all the times he tried to use his powers to take her down when he was getting stronger, he falls short. Where the whole beginning part of the series, like you said, he's always like 12 steps ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, when she realizes that that she, he can't affect her, you think she's 12 steps ahead. But in reality, she's only two steps, but it's enough to foil his plans entirely. Right. At the hospital, when he says, hey, Jessica's here, why isn't there a mob of people just going after like zombie status? That would have been such a cool shot. Yeah. Like one of my biggest Kwame comes with the show is the filming. They don't do anything cool or mind-blowing or, like, spectacular or anything unique like Daredevil. And even Luke Cage has a couple little things that uh, set design. Uh, yeah. That's that, interesting. Yeah. That. You know, and so in this, they, they, that was their that was their opportunity. All the people in the, hot- in the hotel, in the hospital, could have just ran after her zombie mode. Just everyone just, ah, oh, she had to fight her way out, fought, like, seven people, and then got out. Yeah, yeah. It, and I think that's exactly my point is that they just all of a sudden ramped up and were like, all right, now he's dead. There was, they didn't get they, they nerfed him at the end. Yeah, yeah right. They the, finally got him to this point where you're, came by you're like, like no, God, he's such a cool by. villain. And then they were like, and then now say goodbye. Like the coolest shit was the, all the police officers just taking fire at her. Like, bah, yeah. bah, bah, bah. and then you think, oh, that's one obstacle down. Now she's on to the next one, boy. And then she goes and you see her like uh, with all the other people outside. And then Kilgrave just takes the easy way out and says, oh, kill each other lame you know yeah. why don't you just have them all go after jessica and just to fight each one off and he's all waiting to get on the boat he's all waiting he's like yeah i'm gonna wait and see if she's still in love with me i mean i feel like it slightly would have turned into dynasty warriors we're just like yeah. flailing like herds and herds of people <laughs> yeah. but i mean that i'd like to see that it'd be interesting because again that that's uh something against her character because uh her her character hasn't been like i have these great powers and i do stuff with it it's more like these powers are kind of like a curse, but they, I use them to my advantage sometimes. But she's not like the Hulk. She's not like one woman who's going to just turn Super Saiyan over 9,000 and just blast through people. Well, I, so. I think some of that came from, I, f- I feel like the writers might have wanted to like stick really closely to the whole like, oh, like she has all the strength, but, you know, she can't do anything with it against Kilgrave. But, like she has to, it's a, it's a. The Battle Joker Dark Knight type thing, but right, I, yeah. I do agree that could have that would have been a really good point where they could have done the one shot fight they sequences yeah. with her, but except you know she's blasting through walls, you know, yeah. So yeah. Like, instead of just like a just like, are you gonna, are you gonna really she, badly she could hurt have these at people? least uh, awesome idea, and maybe they can take note. You know, hey guys, Netflix, write this down. Kevin Feige, uh, listen up, check it out. So you know she's in a, a building, she should just be juggernaut in it through walls, bro. That's, oh, Captain, that's Captain America, dude, Captain yeah. America style. yeah. She could have totally just boosh, boosh, boosh and started doing it That at that point in the hospital. It would have been bitching. Yeah. And they could have done a great track shot, dolly shot, whatever the hell they wanted to do. But no, yeah. they missed their opportunity. And maybe, maybe there's a point to it. Maybe there's something, some, some little message that I'm not even seeing or I'm missing out on. Like you like you brought up, uh, Tom, you're saying that it's uh, the idea of she has this power, but she's not willing to to hurt people like that for for no reason. She only flies one time throughout both season, and it's literally on accident. Yeah. So I mean, it's a good point. So that's my qualm and qualms. Ali, uh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, some of that kind of what you were saying about 
um, like missing opportunities to have really cool action pieces. And the entire time you were talking about how Daredevil's more, uh, you know, less of a character driven uh, show, I was like, but it's so fun to watch them, watch them fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. want that, you know? Um, and I think Netflix or maybe it's Marvel's, whoever's, you know, higher ups, I think they're a little, and, and this kind of goes across all the shows there. I think they're a little too obsessed with going super character driven on a lot of the shows to where they miss opportunities like that, where they're playing it too safe. You have comic book nerds wanting to watch the show, like give them something to watch and you can have a harmony of that. Go Tom. Tom's shaking. I, I'm trying not to recreate Spider-Man episode, but yeah. um, the thing about character, they're oh, so Tom. character driven, right? Yeah. The thing about fights, fights stop narrative. Fight stops plot. Can. I, not I, always. But a good fight will continue it. And I think right. the best Marvel Netflix fight was in season two with Daredevil is because he's trying to save the Punisher. Yeah. And he's also trying to prove to the Punisher that you can stop a mob of armed armed people without killing them. No right. Guns. And so it's there's this ideological battle happening within the physical fight. Mm-hmm. If so you I'll, have I'll, I'll, fi- I'll put it this way yeah. then. Like, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. But the flip side of it being such a character-driven story, mm-hmm. I wasn't invested or interested enough mm-hmm. to what was happening, which is kind of like the problem with Defenders, which is like, it wasn't super action-oriented, mm-hmm. but I didn't care about anything that was happening on screen or mm-hmm. about the character-driven like You get stuff. to the point of like, why are we here? Why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think if I had to kind of try to condense it a little bit towards um, qualms with season two, it would be mostly about, like, it just, I feel like it just took too long to get to the interesting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we yeah. didn't need yeah. half of the season. I hate to agree with you, but I got to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, hey, when you write, you write. You write, you write. Josh, Josh. never tell a lie. Josh, Um, You know, mine mine might be a stupid one, but. No, shut up. There's no stupid one. No, no, no. Stop doing that. Um, I don't understand the point of why mention that. Sh- I mean, I feel like this this show, like you said, she flies once. She has a super strength. I feel like what they've done is they've relied on her her, her super strength, mm-hmm. and that's what gets brought up every now and it's then. It's the plot point. It's the plot point, and I'm just kind of like, I, I kind of feel like this character has this really interesting, unique background, and. They barely fucking touch on it. Yep. And like her powers, I'm like, I, I'm 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 sorry. She used to be a fucking superhero. Jewel. That fly. Yeah, Jewel. And you're not gonna use that shit. <laughs> like, nah. no, I know that powers aren't the 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 point the of the focus. story. It's kind of the focus of her trying to live her life with yeah, without, without her powers, quotes in the air. But I'm kind of like, why mention it, bro? Yeah. Why bring it it's up? It's kind of the opposite of the Kilgrave effect that I said. They played their hand too soon with that, and now they're playing it too close to the chest. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, use it. Yeah, you, I want to. I want to. I want to find more out about Jessica. I want to find out the things that she's like that kind of stuff. It yeah. feels more like a weapon and not an extension of her own arm. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just that. like, I just there's a part of me when I watch it that I'm like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, like you just brought this up, and I'm like, cool, she's super strong. That's, That's what she's got. Thing that I watch when I watch Jessica Jones, the whole thing is like, why should I care? Yeah, is she doing anything for anybody? Nah, like yeah. Luke Cage is there for the people. Yeah. yeah, he's the people's hero. Yeah, you know why? Why do I give a shit about what Jessica Jones is running around doing? Like, I, there's nothing there that, to make me feel for her. Like, really, 
you know, deep down in there. She was being a shithead, grabbed the Game Boy, and then her dad crashed the car. It's like, way to fuck up a Game Boy and the car. (laughs) 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 That's all I could, that whole part. I was like, oh, her parents are dead? What what game was he playing? Was it Pokemon? Was it like yellow version? What's going on? It was yellow, (laughs) for sure. Um, For me, my my qualm, I guess it's kind of a a combination of everybody. And I, I kind of agree, and this is one time I'll probably agree with some of the popular consensus is that um it kind of lacked in I like uh, a focal point of like who's the villain and I know like and that's the yeah. thing I think the show tried to do is not have a villain yeah. Yeah. in a superhero villain world and uh I said this earlier it's like days of our lives meets law and order like that's what this yeah. season turned out to be like there's this emotional grab there's this like you know, different things are happening. The mom where, who returns from the dead. And like, yeah. <laughs> but then I mean, like, Hogarth, Hogarth's company's coming after her. Like, Jessica Jones is consistently getting arrested or being in trouble with the cops. So it's like, there's this like play of like, what's right? What's legal? What are we going to do to save the soul of people? Um, but I felt like that was almost kind of like, in a weird way, it, it didn't play that strong enough and it didn't play the superhero strong enough. Right. So it had this midpoint, which. In a weird way, like, it's just jarring because the entire Marvel Universe in Netflix has been created where there's a hero and there's a villain and maybe there's two villains. But this show tried to do something different. And I think if it continues this way, it'll be something a little refreshing. But right now it's a little jarring. Um, and I, th- I think I think I'm getting fatigued on the five hands or the five fingers. The, the hand, hand. The, the hand. hand. Um, the, foot? the ten fingers. The, the yeah, ten the fingers yeah. is, the is Mandarin. Yeah. I'm getting, I think I'm just getting fatigued on that storyline. I want it to be over. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of, yeah, whatever but about them too. But I, I mean, with Jessica Jones, I feel like it it has a, a big opportunity to be something different from that show. It does. But I don't know if it would be included in like a season two of Defenders. I don't know if it I has. I don't think they're making one. I don't know if Yeah, they're not. Them. I don't think so because it said it's a one shot basically. Yeah. All right. Which yeah. is cool. I like that. Which is just them saying it wasn't good enough for us to make a second season. Yeah. And, and I like that it really ties into what you guys are all saying, which you guys had informed me on. It's them playing towards uh, what would you guys call it? It's their uh, their run. Oh yeah, yeah it's their run. run. Well, it's, their it's, run. It's, it's a Marvel cinematic one shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I would much rather have them than not have them. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm excited for like five years down the line when this stuff is super I want to see Punisher with and, the Defenders. And made really well. Yeah. And there's new characters being brought into, you know, the Netflix universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, I'm, I'm excited like for where always, to go. Tom always says, you know, we should be happy these are being made at all because right. five years ago, ten years ago, we, yeah, they weren't. They I want to see Silver Sable. I want to see White Tiger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before Iron Man, we didn't have many superhero Nova. films besides, <laughs> I mean, I guess before X-Men. Yeah. We had like yeah. no superhero films ever. Yeah. So it's exciting. What they need to do now well, they is were a, they is were a, few and far between. Yeah, and they were not good. <laughs> we need a Netflix, Marvel Studios X Men show. Uh, well, I mean, I, I want to mention something real quick because uh, as we've been watching this, as we've been talking about this over the past hour, some of us have mentioned that we did not finish it. Correct. It's very unlike us when yeah. we choose a topic. Usually, we're like, "Nope, we finished it," but this one kind of says a little bit about it. Yeah, it says a little bit about. Well, I mean. With Mindhunter, with Stranger Things, it's like when it came out, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I watched the first it in like week, two days. like a day. With Jessica Jones, yep. there wasn't that much of a demand for it. When all the first season ones of all the Marvel shows came out, and then Iron Fist and Defenders came out, it was like, you know, maybe there's not that big of a need. Yeah, there's not that big of a need, and and that, that does say something. Like when you see a Marvel movie, everyone watches it opening weekend. And I hate to like, but I mean, not every 
not every episode of our show is going to be like how much we love it or anything yeah. like that. No. Sometimes and we're going to talk about something that we anal yeah. eyes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I feel, I feel complete. complete. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh man. Yeah. So good. Uh, Dylan, you want to tell our, uh, our audience where they can find you at? Oh yeah. You can find me on Instagram, uh, at, uh, nerd with an opinion, uh, Twitter, I believe I'm Dylan Mora. I need to change that. I don't know. I don't tweet a whole lot. Uh, face, uh, Facebook, uh, at Nerd with an Opinion page, um, and on the YouTube, it's at Nerd with an Opinion. So everything's where pretty can much they, Where, where can they listen to your show? Where's uh, SoundCloud? SoundCloud? Okay. It's been on there every single episode that I have, which I believe there's 90 tracks, something like that. Nice. On SoundCloud. Nice. Um, they're on there, and you can go and listen to them. They're free, free. And uh, go ahead. Free 50 free? Free 50 free. You can listen to it on any device. That's why I'm on SoundCloud, because um, you can listen to it on Android, iPod. If you have one of those. Airthang. iPhone. Airthang. So, yeah, that's it. And I got to thank you guys for uh, having me on here. Of course. Thank you for coming on the show. When Josh had told us that you were coming on, we were we were pretty excited because I followed your stuff on Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah. So when Josh said to me, you know, like, he's coming on, I was, was stoked. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody at home, thank you for listening. Again, if you're new to the show, if you're coming over from Nerd With Any Opinions audience, you can find out more about us at nerdonthepodcast.com. Every level of nerd is welcome here. Whether you're tall nerd, short nerd, you're... What? I, I could feel it. You could feel it? I could feel it in yeah. my bones. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. I wasn't going to say anything. That's all. If you like whatever you like, you like. I and mean, you're welcome here. Okay. Yeah? And your opinion wel- is welcome. Yeah. But as always... I'm not wearing hockey pants. I love that shit. Bill Nye right here. I'm just like, I feel That's like my me. <sighs> Press the space bar. <laughs> <laughs>